From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. Well, let's uh, bring in our NHL insider, Craig Button from TSN. And uh, you baited me earlier today, Craig. I thought it was kind of funny uh, because when I said, are you all good for 730 tonight? You said, yeah, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> and I said, well, I think we should talk about what happened in the game last night. And he goes, just kidding. Obviously, we're going to talk about that. Uh, that was pretty uh, pretty crazy stuff last night. What do you think the uh, what the NHL did today? Well, I mean, Witkowski, it's an automatic, uh, yeah. you know, coming off the bench. So, I mean, that's like puck over glass. It becomes a, a pretty easy scenario to, to deal with now as for Matthew Kachuk my feeling on it is is that they wanted him out of the game but I mean that's sparing really and now he's going to have a hearing what's the hearing about <laughs> unsportsmanlike conduct according to the league oh, like really like seriously <laughs> Well, did he have to do it, though, Craig? This is, this is my problem with it. You know, he, he basically followed the official and the player right across the ice, right behind, and as the player is being escorted off the ice, he, he didn't have to give him a po- I don't care if it was a spear or a poke, call it whatever you want, a love tap. He didn't have to do it. I know he didn't, but you know, how many times in a game do we see players do things that they don't have to do that are, that are harmless? Does that make it harmless. right? Okay, wait, Jock, how many times in a game, I'm not trying to defend and say that it makes it right or not, but really, that, that, that now deserves a, a phone hearing? Well, I just didn't like how he followed the player across the ice and the official across the ice. Like, if he, you know, just stay, stay in your own side, you know, I, I, again, I, I didn't like it, Craig. I, I, you know, does it, does okay, it deserve so, a suspension? So I don't know. Does it deserve a hearing? I don't know, but I, I didn't like it. Okay, okay. I, I'm not saying you have to like it, but like, really, what, what is the harm? The harm is, and I guess, you know, if I look at this from a Detroit perspective, did he start the brawl? Well, okay, so you started, like, yep. I mean, they didn't give him a penalty for instigating. They gave him a penalty no. for spearing. Right. I think they wanted him out of the game because they know that Matthew is a guy that will take matters into his own hands. And at 8-2, they could see where the temperature of the game had gone and was headed. And I think that's why they, that's why they, they, they invented a penalty to get him out. Just give him a two-minute penalty for, for unsportsmanlike conduct and a 10-minute misconduct. That's all you got to do. So you're surprised and, the league is having a hearing then? I am. And the league should just phone him and say, hey, Matthew, you can't do that. Okay. And whatever. Like, come on. I re- like, this is making a mountain out of a molehill. You don't think he's going to get suspended then? Because if you have a well, hearing, he, normally... If, if he gets suspended, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Okay. That's I- my view on it. Yeah, well, we've seen some crazy things happen in the uh, in the National Hockey League before. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, this would be one of them. <laughs> well, here's what uh, I, I got to ask you about this, because here's what uh, Luke Witkowski said after the game. He says, I'd like to call that old-time hockey. I think it's good for the game. It brings fans into the sport. Aren't, aren't we past that, Craig? Yeah, it's a dumb comment. You know what? It's a, it's a, it's not only dumb, it's ridiculous, it's archaic, and it has no basis in fact. Yeah. No, I, I think you're bang on with that and, one, too. And, I, and the less we talk about that, the better off we are. Okay, here's another one for you. Another quote from last night's game. And let me tell you this. Yes, okay. Like, you know what? You talk about Luke Witkowski. Like, I mean, he got suspended for 10 games. How about what he did with uh, to, to Brett Kulak? Yeah, that was pretty nasty, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty nasty. So that, that brings people in the game. Like, I mean, the guy's down, and you want to still deliver blows to him? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, we seem to see these things happen when well, we they're, when they're blow-up games, though. But, but, 
Well, we see. Well, we see. Well, okay, so we see it, and I'm not. I'm, I, hey, listen, I don't think it should be tolerated. I think that's why the officials found a way to get Kachuk out of the game. Right. That being said, though, that being said, and I want to be clear on this, right? So, if the NHL wants to clean up things. A guy that's down and defenseless takes two unnecessary blows to the head. Mm-hmm. What's a bigger issue, Matthew Kachuk or Luke Witkowski? Well, the blows to the head are supposed to be a big safety issue in the Cana- in the uh, national. Well, like I said, when you league, yeah. when you engage in fighting, I get it that you're going to take blows to the head because mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what happened with Kulak, but not in that spot. Is that not a defenseless, uh, vulnerable player? I would say so. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, Witkowski gets the ten games for leaving the bench. Right. Right. right? But anyway. I, it would be crazy, and I think it would be ridiculous if they suspend him. Okay, so here's here's the other one for me, and uh, can, can you please explain to me what the code is? Because uh, Travis Hamannick said, uh, talking about Anthony Mantha, he said he's a good young player, uh, but he's a young player, and he'll learn that there's a code in those sorts of things. And, of course, he's talking about, you know, the gate opens and Hamannick uh, gets fouled on, you know, and Anthony's, uh, you know, on, on the player bench uh, taking a few shots. At, uh, is, so is, what is this code everybody talks about? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the code. I <laughs> haven't, haven't seen, seen the code. Uh, well, I've seen the book name okay. code. Oh, okay. But but I've never seen the. Uh, I haven't. I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen the NHL code. You haven't seen the NHL code. Okay. I mean, it must be. It must be an invisible ink. <laughs> It's given secretly late at night, probably after midnight, where players pull it out. It's probably like something, you know that. Uh, 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 you know, it would be from uh, Harry Potter. You know, like you wave your <laughs> wand and then the code comes out yes. and you read it. And I'm going to guess Anthony Manta, you know, he's French-Canadian, so maybe they didn't have it translated in French for him. There so, you go. You know, he, could, he couldn't understand the code. That's what I'm guessing. Okay, so so I guess we can all come to the conclusion there's really no code out there, is Oh, okay. my God. Okay. There's a code when players want a code, right? And, you know, oh, there's a code. Oh, come on. Seriously. <laughs> uh, it's too easy to throw Eddie Lack under the bus. I don't think he was very good. He's got to make saves. He didn't help his team last night. Um, you know, you could say, you know, T.J. Brody let his team down last night because he was awful in the first period as well. Uh, what do you, you know, the Flames are so good at home. They were coming off a couple of high-scoring games. Is this just, you know, you don't read too much into this one? Or uh, did, did you see something? in the Flames game last night? Well, here's what I would say. Okay, two things. Okay, you lose 8-2. It's obviously, we, we saw the Penguins lose 10-1 to the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. You know, you see teams get hammered. I mean, I mean, obviously, they had anti-Nami in the net when they lost 10-1. So, oh, what's the common theme here? The Flames had Eddie Lack in the net. He's not very good, John. No. If you want to go and know how, how, like, how poor he is, just go watch some of the highlights last year from, from Carolina. He's not very good. So, you know, your team isn't sharp, and then he comes in, and he's got no ability to, to, to stem the tide, and you lose 8-2. Right. He's poor. He's a yeah. poor goalie. In my view, they should have kept John Gillies there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do now. Not now. I'm talking about it before they sign yeah. Eddie Lack. Oh, you got to have Eddie Lack. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would have kept Chad Johnson as my backup person. Well, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm not signing Eddie Lack. No. And I got nothing against Eddie Lack. Somebody go, oh, you're hard on Eddie Lack. No, I'm not. I'm not hard on Eddie Lack. I'm just pointing out the facts. Yeah. He's not a very good goaltender. He's not a guy that helps you win. So we're in the NHL. We're winning matters. He doesn't help. He's a, he's not, he doesn't help you win, and he's not very good. Don't see that as a benefit to your team. Well, couldn't the Flames still do that? You know, they, they could basically put Eddie Lack on waivers and keep John Gillies, couldn't they? Yeah, they could. But, I mean, I don't know if they will. No. What what would be the downside of doing something like that? No downside, because you send a message to your team. Mm-hmm. Listen, you, you know the, the, the NHL and professional sports is performance based. 
and it's not about, oh, yeah, he was good, or right? No, and if a guy's not performing and he's not good enough, then you evaluate what your options are. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's not changing with Eddie Lack. It's not changing. So, look, you better be looking for options. That's how I feel. <laughs> I mean, professional sport, Jock, you know this, yeah. okay? There is nothing more common in professional sport than trying to than looking at players that have unequivocally shown that they cannot help a team be successful or win, and those players continue to get chances because they have experience. So I'd, I'd love to ask management and coaches, so you want that experience of a guy that doesn't help you win. Wow, isn't that great? I'd rather have an unproven player that might lack experience, but has shown an ability to be competent and an ability to help a team win, maybe not at the NHL level, than somebody that has shown you they can't win. Let me ask you a question. You're going to the horse races, mm-hmm. okay? And you have eight horses you can bet on, okay? Okay. And you you look at the sheet and you look at the record and you look, oh, the first seven horses, they've never won. Mm-hmm. Now you look at this other horse and you go, oh, it's not bad, promising as a two-year-old, hasn't won in this group. Who are you betting on? I'd probably be betting on the young promising horse. Exactly. So, but, but no hole. But I, I think most people would because their <laughs> horses haven't won. So exactly. Why are you betting on them, right? Exactly. So that's my analogy. No, it's 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 a good analogy. Uh, let's move on to a my couple. My dad other... used to use that analogy. Well, and, and I guess staying on that, staying you know with goaltending just for a sec, it just goes to show you how good Mike Smith has been for this team because you know do, do the Flames have some warts? Sure, I think every team has some warts, but uh, you know the Calgary Flames have been pretty good this year, and I think a lot of it has to do with Mike uh, with Mike Smith. Well, we talked on Tuesday about who their most valuable player is. Yeah, exactly. Johnny or is it Mike Smith? And we agreed that it's Mike Smith. Yep. We agreed that they've been in some low-scoring games without the benefit of a lot of run support. So to me, it's very clear that that the absence... And, and the other thing, too, about the backup goalie, you know, they played Mike Smith in some back-to-back games. You would say, oh, geez, that's interesting. You know, uh, I, I think they know that Eddie Lack can't help them. Mm, true enough. Uh, I see the Toronto Maple Leafs, New Jersey Devils are scoreless in overtime tonight. Uh, Austin Matthews uh, did not return to the lineup tonight. I don't believe. I haven't seen the the final roster, but uh, they, no, been, he didn't play. Yeah, they, they they've been pretty. Oh, Toronto just won in overtime. Toronto won uh, won nothing. So uh, another win for the Leafs without Austin Matthews. You know, and and I thought TSN did a really neat piece earlier this week when they were talking about you know the top four under twenty four and uh, four, you know, four under twenty four. I did it. Oh, you, did you do it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank, well, you see my face all over. It? I, I guess I, you know what? I, I, I always look for your face. You know that. Uh, but <laughs> it, it, congratulations! It was a great piece, and it was, it was, it was a great talking point. And I might have even had Toronto up, you know, ahead of uh, of Edmonton because I think you had Edmonton no, first. Like, no, 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 Don't, no. Toronto's one. You did have Toronto. Okay, okay. Toronto well, was Toronto's one. one. Yeah. Toronto's okay. one. Fair, fair enough. And as they Frank should. Frank Valley, who, who who was part of putting it together, he wanted to keep arguing Edmonton, right? Because of McDavid, and right. I kept saying it's core four. It's not core one. Right. It's core four. It's core and four. and I'll tell you what, there's not a big separation between McDavid and Matthews. Yeah, good point. Good point. And and, no, and you know was what? one. Toronto was one. Toronto one, Edmonton two, Winnipeg three, the Calgary Flames were eight. And keep in mind that they had Dougie Hamilton and Donnie Goudreau age out this year. Mm-hmm. So and and then the Vancouver Canucks are ten. I think the Vancouver Canucks do not get enough credit yeah. for having a really good core under 24. It, it, it says a lot for the Canadian teams, and they're trending in the right direction. Yeah, and, but, but also what keep, keep in mind. So here, here's Toronto. So they had Matthews first overall, Morgan Riley fifth overall, Marner fourth overall, Nylander eighth overall. Um, Drysdale, McDavid first overall, win the lottery, Drysdale third overall, Nurse seventh overall, Pugliarvi fourth overall. Mm. <laughs> right? So now let's go to, let's go to uh, the Winnipeg Jets, who are, who are three. Line A second overall. 
uh, uh, Ehlers, ninth overall. Kyle Connor, he was a first rounder, I think 17th, if I recall correctly, and Jacob Truba, ninth overall. Yeah, so you, you know you ranked them, but but a lot of other it's not it's not a level playing field. Jeff. No, no, you're right. You know teams that haven't picked high don't get the same opportunity. So yeah, it is promising for. I think what's really promising is a team like Calgary, because they lose two really good players. They age out in this Hamilton and Goudreau because they're they're not under 24 any longer right. by our criteria, right? So now, so now. You know, they still stay in the top 10 because of Valimaki, because of uh, Mark Jankowski. Uh, Matthew Kachuk. Well, Kachuk and Monaghan are are their top two guys, right? And and then, I mean, and and really the guy that probably a lot of people don't know about, and and, and we should spend a lot of time talking about him, is Adam Fox. Adam Fox, who the Flames drafted, you know, he's he's a player at Harvard. He's got a chance to do something this year that I don't think any player's ever been able to do. Win a gold belt at the World Junior Tournament, Play in the Olympics. Now, I don't, I'm not saying he'll be, but he's a strong candidate to play in the Olympics and win a gold medal, and then to win a national championship with Harvard because they're a real good team. Mm. And this, I'm telling you, Adam Fox is a stud. He's a stud. He is he is a, a bona fide NHL player. He moves the puck. He thinks the game. He plays big minutes. Calgary Flames fans get excited about Adam Fox. Pretty good value for a third round pick, I think. Eh? Yes, he. Oh, he, well, he's, I mean, hey, but you know why he didn't get drafted so high? Why? Same reason, Braden Point. Braden Point, who scores and just puts up points, and another Calgary because he's five ten. Because he's five ten. Yeah, yeah, well, everybody wants to scout with a tape measure. <laughs> Go scout with your tape measures. Look with your eyes and watch the bloody game. These are the guys that are the best players. Oh, that's so true. You've said that so many times. We're almost out of time. Uh, do, you, do you have any news on Carey Price? What's what's up with Carey Price? Well, I think that Carey Price is suffering from a lower body injury in both knees, his ankles, okay. his lower back, his rib cage. Ouch. Because when he yeah, because when he does stretches, the rib cage ends up over his lower body. You know what? His 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 body is broken down. It's over. Uh, it's unbelievable. I have no idea, Josh. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. It's who knows. I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm not going to speculate. I, I like. I don't know if it's his toenail. I don't know if it's ingrown. <laughs> I don't know if it's a knee. I have no idea. Well, you just you just hope he can get healthy. Because because obviously he's got the new contract. He's a big part of Montreal's team. And, you know, he's good for the NHL. So, uh, you know, we well, saw what happened a couple of last year. Yeah. He wants to get in there and he wants to perform. And he knows he hasn't performed at a high level. So he wants to get in there and show what he's capable of also. But I have no idea what his injury is. Yeah. I don't know what Austin Matthews' injury is. So I won't speculate either. Good stuff. Hey, Craig. Okay, uh, wait a second. Oh, Are yes. you going to ask me? Oh, yes. Stampeders okay. Eskimos, Western Final. Well, you know what? This is the first meaningful game for the Stampeders since when? July? No, August. <laughs> so obviously, you know, you have a team that's playing really well up in Edmonton, and 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 you know, Mike Riley. I mean, he's a good quarterback, and you know, this is a team brimming with confidence. But you know, uh, I'm going with the Stampeders. I, I I still think that they have the best team. I don't pay any attention to the last of the, the three losses in a row at the end of the season. The Stampeders weren't playing for anything. Things were locked up, so rest players, players that are injured, just let them get healthy and get it. I think that uh, Dave Dickinson will have this team ready to play, and I think they'll be playing for the Great Cup on the 26th. You can do double duty next year, our CFL insider and our NHL insider. Craig, you no, have a great no, night. No, no, wait a second. No, Glenn Shooter is darn good. <laughs> you, I, can, I cannot hold the candle to Glenn Shooter. <laughs> you have a great weekend, my friend. We'll do it again next Thanks, week. Thanks, Jock. Yeah, right. Bye-bye. Craig Button, our NHL insider, tonight on Sports Talk with Jock. we got to take a break and wrap things up with the Sports Geek of the Day.